I'm Zoraida Cordova, and you're listening to the Clashing Sabers Network. Here we go again. I bypassed the compressor. You were the chosen one! Something truly special. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. The ability to speak might not make you intelligent, but we're going to try to prove otherwise. This is the Clashing Sabers podcast, and I am your host, Brandon. And I am here, not with my normal co-host, Drew. He's a little under the weather right now, so he's taking the night off and resting up in the back to tank. Hopefully his scars heal up better than Vader's. But speaking of Vader, uh, we have a guest here who is as tall as Darth Vader, but with the heart of Ahsoka. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mark Marquis. Oh, that's awesome. That Grace under pressure. You didn't think you could do it, but you came up with a great intro. I just, I, you know, I, I want to deliver for the people. I am a man of the people, as you all know. Um, and speaking of people, we have other people on this podcast, or other person on this podcast, and that is our good friend. She has the smile of an Ewok and the spirit of Grogu. It's Adriana. Hi. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I felt like I felt like, you know, it was appropriate. You got to have a baby Yoda for you. That just yes, makes sense, absolutely. obviously. There is an Ewok on my desk and you you brighten up people's days like every time we watch <laughs> the Ewoks cuz they're great little teddy bears. So, uh we are having this episode guys to talk about something that we just did. There was this little convention thingy. Um, it wasn't too big of a deal. I think they called it a p- appreciation or something like that. Is that what it was called? Star yeah, Wars. It, Star Wars is okay. Athon. It uh, was a tiny, tiny little get together. Yeah, I think no big deal. Yeah, we we no basically what we did is we pitched a tent and c- people hung out. Uh, no, we're gonna be talking about a Star Wars celebration today. Uh, because the three of us uh got to go, got to meet each other in person for the first time, and we just kind of wanted to talk about it, recap what we learned, um, and what that experience was like. Uh, so that those of you who are like I know me, uh, on this podcast. Uh, who are yearning for, man, I wish I had done that also, and also just like looking at pictures and wanting to go back. Uh, And also for those of you who were not able to make it, uh, just to hear some cool stories and uh, some tips and tricks of the trade. So we're going to get into that. We're not going to get into too much Obi-Wan. We'll touch on it briefly, but we're going to leave that primarily for Sith Talk right now. They're going to be covering the episode uh, by episode, and then we will have a entire season recap or series recap, depending on which news source you listen to, uh, that will come at the uh, end of the series or season, and Drew and I will be uh, delving into the overarching uh, story there. So just so you know, we know it's here. We know uh, it's going on but we are going to keep this episode uh spoiler free in that regard so before we get into that though i did want to uh just touch briefly on um one of the situations that has uh impacted uh the community the american community the world community uh and the texas community um here and of course that is the unfortunate uh uvalde uh shooting that happened there and uh, we're not going to politicize things here. We're not going to, to do that. But uh, we we wanted to um, support them in, in some way that we could. And 
Uh, this is a weird word to use in this situation, but fortunately my dad runs a restaurant there, so he is in the thick of things and is able to um, connect us with people uh, who we can help out. So uh, obviously we are, are mourning for these people, but we wanted to do some kind of action steps um, to help support them because thoughts and prayers aren't enough. Um, so I talked with my dad and uh, they are actually tearing down um, the entire school and rebuilding uh, for the next year, which I think is a fantastic idea. And what they're doing is they are giving all of the kids uh, backpacks with supplies and books to start the year. So what we are doing uh, here at Clashing Sabers, I like to always tell you guys where we're uh, putting that money. We are going to, I'm planning on taking what, the funds that we have right now and clearing out every bookstore I can find of all their Star Wars books. Um, and I will be taking that to my dad, who's going to get it to the appropriate parties so that students can um, have some Star Wars books in their backpacks. So it's a small school, about 140 kids. We're going to plan for about 200 just to be safe. And we should be able to get two to three Star Wars books in every kid's backpack. So I'm not saying that to aggrandize us because obviously we are not the ones putting the money into it. This is money that you guys have donated and raised through our fundraisers and Patreon and all of those wonderful things. Um, but if you would like to uh, do more, if you would like to uh, donate extra funds, if you have books and you want um, me to help you get them to the appropriate parties, please feel free to contact me um, on Facebook or on Twitter. Facebook's my name, Brandon Boylan. Twitter at Clashing Sabers, um, and if you want to email Clashing Sabers Network at gmail.com. I, I just uh, wanted to say that I mean I think this is a, a great idea. When you mentioned it, I was I was very eager for us to to do that. Um, but for me personally, Star Wars has always been a, a respite in dark times, and it's a and it's a, it's something that I've always looked towards for not just escapism, but to find meaning in, you know, some of the darker elements of life and what little that we could do to, you know, to, to give families some hope or to give their children some hope, um, I think is really important. Um, there's not anything that it can ever really be done to, to, to mend the hurt that's happened here. But, um, I think oftentimes we're we're when something like this happens, we're struck with the the inability to say or do the right thing, and sometimes just doing something is better than doing nothing. Yeah. So I think this is very important. Yeah, and Adriana, before I throw it to you, I just wanted to say, you know, on that idea of there's nothing we can do to to fix this, obviously. Um, but one of the facts that hit me really hard is none of the families who lost anyone were single, uh, single child households. So you've not just got mourning parents and adults who know how to deal with this kind of stuff, but uh, children who are directly affected who are dealing with this stuff. And Mark, I echo what you said about it being there in the dark times. I know as, as a child, for me, you know, Yoda's uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering kept me out of making a lot of bad decisions because I knew the path of, of where things would end up, you know, um, in those dark times. So, yeah, absolutely. Adriana, did you want to comment before we? Um, no, I, th I think uh, Mark pretty much hit it on the nose uh, with everything. And um, 
yeah, I think everything I have to say would make this political. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just not gonna. <laughs> that's fair. There are a lot of yeah. political things to talk about, and those are definitely valid conversations that need to be had. Um, but I think the three of us, one, are are all on the same page here. So we'd be beating a dead horse. But also, uh, this is uh, we want to be like Mark said, be people that do something about it. And uh, I, I can just say from, I guess, a secondhand point of view, something that you may not hear on the news is that people have really, really pulled around this community. And while there is nothing that can be done um, to take away the pain and money obviously doesn't handle things, every family that lost someone has uh, had over a million dollars donated uh, to take care of medical expenses, therapy, uh, funerals. Um, nobody had to pay a cent uh, uh, out of their own pocket for funeral expenses or things like that. And, and that's come from the local community and, and the worldwide community through, through many, many different uh, means. So I just thought that was really, really awesome. And uh, I'm going to move on because I'm getting a little teary-eyed here. So um, awkward no, way same. to transition. There's really no way to transition from that, but to to uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, because that's kind of what we're all Star Warsing. And like I said, we don't, uh, we're not really going to to get into spoilers here, but I wanted to throw it, uh, Adrian. I'll let you have it first this time. Just what are your overall impressions of Obi Wan so far? No, I really like it a lot. I I love the story that they're telling. Um, obviously, there are some like critiques I have just sometimes with like the way things are cut like edited um but for the most part i think deborah chow is doing amazing and i'm so happy that you know we're getting um people of color and women of color into creating our star wars content um because it definitely feels like something i don't know what the quite what the word is but yeah it makes the galaxy feel fuller to me yes yeah Exactly. Like, like, it's not like I'm sitting there watching it going like, oh, there's uh, O'Shea Jackson. Like, cool. He's a black guy. It's just like, yeah, that would like, like Star Wars dot com said it. You know, there's 20,000 different species. Like, it just makes sense. And it makes it makes the galaxy that when you look at it in just the original trilogy, it seems big because you know there's other things out there but it doesn't feel big and this stuff is is making it especially obi-wan i feel like is making it feel really big uh because you're not really having um those people you know hidden behind armor or different things like that so i really love that mark what about you what are your overall impressions of uh of obi-wan so far through four episodes I'm going to really try hard to not spoil it because like all, so many of my emotions are tied up in <laughs> yeah, I know, things that I know it's so hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, just overall, I just echo what Adriana said is that I'm, I'm really happy with it so far. Um, I, you know, we've talked about it in private chats, but I think the, one of the things that I'm, I'm enjoying about this series so far is it's straightforward simplicity. It's, it's such a, you know, when you when you we figure out what the story is, it's so common sense that it's almost like it was like, wow, why didn't we think that this mm, was going to be the story? Yeah, yeah. But but that was one of the things that made it so delightful is that it's 
it's it feels organic it feels like it fits into the saga it fits in into you know that that space between uh revenge of the sith and a new hope and yet it does it in just a really confident way it's a it's a very it's a story that's strong on character and on i, I think character is probably the most uh prevalent uh strength that it has but um it's also just a really good story and yeah. and you know we're only four episodes i mean we only have two episodes left so we're four and two left and I think this is going to be a show where I can sit down and just watch the whole thing from start to finish. And it feels like, you know, a motion picture or, or a, maybe a novel or a novelette or something. That's one thing I'm really looking forward to is sitting down and rewatching the whole series. Yeah. Like in, and I'm very grateful that it's happening, you know, during summertime when I can have a day where I can do that and I can just watch all six straight through because I do plan on doing that because you're 100% right. It does feel it feels very connected. It feels and I would even narrow it down even more that it fits perfectly in between Revenge of the Sith and where we see Obi-Wan in Rebels. Like mm. I can feel yeah. The not necessarily that like it's all going to build to that particular you know moment of Obi Wan's life, but you get an Obi Wan in Rebels who still has the feel of the Jedi Knight uh, swashbuckler in Revenge of the Sith, but the wisdom of Alec Guinness in A New Hope, and we can see that transition happening, which is really really cool um, to me and. Speaking of women just absolutely crushing it, Natalie Holt is is just murdering the soundtrack. <laughs> oh my god! Like yeah. I, I cannot yeah. wait for that to come out. I cannot wait for, <laughs> I cannot wait for the David W. Collins panel at, at a celebration in London where he goes into the Obi Wan. <laughs> like I have listened to like anytime I have like five or ten minutes where I'm like mm, I need something to listen to but I don't want to you know get into a book or a podcast I throw that Obi Wan song on I mean that theme is just so so good so um, yeah it's instantly hummable like, I, like like the first time I heard it I was like okay that's rather simplistic but then yeah it's deceptively simple and that you just you find yourself humming it after a while and and like it's like it tells the story that they're telling perfectly in that, which is so star Wars because it's like, when you think about the big star Wars themes, it's not like they are. And and I'm not a music person, so I can't get into like the details of it, but it's not like they're super intricate. You, they're very, like you were saying, hummable across the stars is very, very deep, but it just works as a song to give you the feel and tell you about the relationship of Anakin and Padme, right? And and we could talk about the you know the layers that it has underneath it and its connections to Luke and Leia and all that stuff, which I'm sure you know those kind of things are present in the Obi Wan theme, um, which of course you know John Williams did that part. Um, but you you can feel the whole story now. Like every time I watch it, there's certain every time I watch the show, there's certain parts of the uh the the main theme that i'm just like ah that goes that that fits that part of the story like it all works in that sense and i think it's really cool when we have situations where 
you have, you know, John Williams setting up a theme and then somebody taking the ball from there. Uh, we obviously had that with, with Solo. And that's possibly my favorite soundtrack to just listen to straight through. Yeah, um, same. Because it, to me, it's kind of like how people talk about, you know, Star Wars, making Star Wars visually with, you know, I used to play with my action figures and now I get to do it in real life. It's like the people that were trained by the stories that George told are now getting to tell the stories that, you know, George told. And in the same way, the, the musicians, the composers who were inspired and got into this profession, and I don't know for sure if, if Natalie Holt is this in particular, but I feel like everybody is touched by John Williams, you know, because he's just so prevalent. And now they're getting to do John Williams, but make it their own. And that's just super, super cool to me. So I am absolutely loving it. Um, I do want to uh, throw out just one spoilery. It's vi- I'm not going to get into details. Uh, no, I'm not going to get into details, so it's not technically a spoiler, but it's something to look for um, if you are, are... If you're listening to this, you probably have already watched it, but I know some people wait to watch the whole thing. But multiple people have pointed out, and this is something that I plan on exploring at the end of the series too, um, but multiple people have pointed out that each episode lines up uh, metaphorically with the episode uh, uh, in Star Wars, uh, in the Skywalker saga. So episode Uh one lines, or part one, I guess, lines up with episode one, and so on and so forth. Um, And that held true for, for the fourth one, lining up with the New Hope. And so I'm really excited to see if the same holds true uh, for five and six. Okay, yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, about episode four, I can see why you why people would say that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Episode one is a little bit more of a uh, stretch, I think, mm-hmm. but the rest of them fits pretty pretty well. So. Um, just if you're one of those, you know, people like me who's really into like the metaphors and visual storytelling and stuff like that, it's not blatant in your face. Um, and and I know, like I said, came up with this idea, but it is, uh, it's pretty cool to me. So, um, also, can I just talk about something really quick? Please do. Um, I feel like this is kind of um, Obi Wan's kind of like a vindication kind of moment for people who like the prequels um because you know you have you and mcgregor back and hayden christensen back and then um i know we're going to talk about celebration um but i did want to just talk about how it felt to be able to show hayden christensen that you know people did love him and people like are excited for him to be back um because i think when the original um when the prequels came out I didn't know this, um, but apparently people didn't like them, and they were <laughs> awful. <laughs> they were awful to the actors. Like we know, they were awful to him at best, and and so um, giving Hayden that opportunity to come back and to show him that people don't hate him, and to people that are excited to have him back, I think is just really um, like a vindication moment for for prequel fans, and probably for Hayden Christensen himself, you know. Oh, for sure. And I think even, like, for me, one of the reasons in movies alone that I never really, like, I, I liked Obi-Wan, but I was never like, uh, he's, you know, one of, my, one of the best Jedi, is because the only time in the films that I felt like we really, really saw him struggle 
Uh, I mean, we saw him lose Qui-Gon in episode one, but then you jump so far, you don't really get to see him deal with that. And then you get a brief moment of it in Revenge of the Sith. And so for me, as somebody who I prefer the Jedi who go through hardships like you know, Luke, like Ahsoka, uh, you know, all of these characters who, like, Yoda has a lot of tragedy. But I always felt like, yes, Obi-Wan is a prominent character. He's a great Jedi. He's a model, all of those things. But he's kind of bland, almost, because we don't really get to see a lot of his real struggle. We just get to see him do some really cool things and be a really great Jedi. Uh, And then Clone Wars, obviously, like, took that ball and ran with it and you've got the stuff with Satine and all of this other trauma that he goes through that like obviously I wouldn't wish on another human being but I kind of wish for for characters because I think it informs the way that we live our lives right and so then to take that and to put it in live action where it and I obviously you know I've said this many times I'm not one of those where I think of one is better than the other but when you've got the guy back who kind of played that time of his life when he was going through all of that hardship and you're getting to see the overarching impact of that and the trauma that he's dealing with, knowing where he ends up at is super, super impactful for me because that's one of the reasons that I I really love uh, Ahsoka is and why Rebels version of Ahsoka is my favorite because we see all of the bad things that we, she goes through. We experience those things viscerally with her and then we get to see that she made the right choices and ended up in the right place. And obviously we know that that's where Obi-Wan ends up is he reunites the twins. He sets Luke on the path to redeem Vader. He, you know, puts the big three together. Like, he does all this important stuff in the original trilogy that wouldn't have happened if he didn't overcome that trauma. And so I think knowing he overcame the trauma is one thing. Getting to experience that with him and in a really relatable way where it's not so specific that you can't relate to it. It's really like, this is something, if you've lost somebody, if you had a broken relationship with somebody, if you have trauma from a a prior relationship in any way, shape, or form, whether it's something as extreme as what Obi-Wan went through or, you know, uh, just something, I mean, like... I'm learning now that I'm remarried that I have like trauma from my past marriage that wasn't necessarily bad. It was just two people that didn't work well together. And I have reactions to things that I'm like, oh my God, why am I reacting like that? And I learn that like I'm seeing that it's just from an unhealthy relationship from before, right? And that's informing how I move forward. It has to. And so to see heroes do that, and I've said this many, many times, to see heroes do that in stories gives us a, a an anchoring to be able to do that in our own lives. So I think this takes Obi-Wan from, for for me personally, from a really cool, like, yeah, I like him, great guy, love stories about him, not in my top five, not in my top 10, to somebody that I'm really, really starting to care about deeply, um, which is exactly what I wanted out of this series. So uh, I, I love it. It's really good. It's really, really good. <laughs> I, I think I, yeah. I, I watched episode three, three days in a row at 
three thirty in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, because I was just like, I got up and I'm like, yeah, I'm watching it again. Like work can wait. This is happening. So yeah, uh, very much agree. And and for those that may not be aware, Brandon got married this week. So congratulations I did. to Brandon. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, I did not say that for the congratulations, but it is much appreciated. <laughs> well, they're, they're very much, they're very much well earned. So it's, thank it's you, thank pleasure. you. It was, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. So if you want to see more of that, there, there'll be stuff on Facebook. But let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break, and uh, then we will get into our celebration recap. Obviously, Anakin's gone through a few small changes since we last saw him, <laughs> but you know what? We don't know much about what's been going on you know we talked about the animated series but there's this whole period of obi-wan's life that is kind of you know we don't know much about what kind of changes because he was such a he was such a smiling swashbuckling you know charming kind of happy-go-lucky guy when we last saw him yeah well, at the very end, at the very end of, we all know what happens at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. And... Don't tell me I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so, so, the, so, uh, you know, I had to take Obi Wan from there to bridge a gap between my last work as Obi Wan and then Alec Guinness in A New Hope, and um, we just, we just, we just sort of brainstormed that. We thought about it. The film was going to be a movie at one point. It turned into a series. Deborah Chow became our director, thank yeah. God, because she's, my God, she's so good. Yes. She's so talented. And because she directed all of the episodes, it's got her singular vision throughout. And um, yeah, you'll see where he's at. Okay. Well, guys, it is, uh, it is time to get into it. We unfortunately had to leave the heavenly place that is Celebration. And uh, we are back in reality. Uh, there is still gravity. Um, but I just wanted to talk about this. One, because I wanted to bring people into this experience. And two, just because we've all had different levels of experience with Celebration. Mark, you've been to four now? Uh, this was at the third. This was the third. Okay. Uh, and this was my first. And then Adriana... Was this your first one or your second one? This was my first one. First one. And you had the VIP experience. Uh, Yes. Shout out to Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) But that's really cool because, you know, I know, Mark, you mentioned to me like you, uh, you know, at times were looking through my eyes as a first time person seeing it. And Adriana, like you and I, even though it was both our first times, had extremely different experiences. Um in, in not not in a negative way at all, just two no, different no. paths that we took yeah. for celebration. So, um, I wanted to ask you to start off with just what was the the VIP experience like for people who are, are thinking about that for maybe next celebration. What kind of things did you feel like you got because of that as a benefit? Um, I'm not gonna tell you to buy a VIP because I don't want it to be harder to get VIP. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. It no, was um, terrible. No, it's I mean almost impossible to get them. Yeah. Um, so definitely shout out to Lindsay for that. Um, I think um, you know, with every convention that I go to, there's like hiccups, especially that first day. Um and, you know, like, it was a, there was, like, some hiccups at first day, like, where do we go in? What do we do? Like, um, but 
I mean, as far as somebody who has had to, like, camp out overnight for giant panels and, like, the stress of, like, doing the lottery, are we going to get any panels or, you know, like, and um, as far as that end, like, having a VIP was definitely worth it because I was able to go into all the panels at the celebration stage that I wanted to. Um, I didn't do all of them. Um, that's just silly. You want to be... You want to experience those smaller panels definitely for sure because i think one of my favorite panels was actually um like a fan stage panel um but uh, yeah so it's definitely worth it um you got some nice like you got some swag there's like a exclusive pin um a really cool water bottle um the i think the coolest thing was they had like a, a vip like area where we could go we could charge our phones they provided like sodas and waters for us throughout the throughout the day um if we had like merchandise that we bought we could go and we could check it and leave it and then you know pick it up at the end of the of the day so we're not carrying anything around um and then yeah i think too one of the best things was just um meeting other vip people um i ended up meeting someone named courtney um from australia and like we ended up being panel buddies so like we would get whoever got to the panel first like we would just save a seat for each other um which was really nice uh i ended up getting some really good seating uh (laughs) for the attack of the clones 20th anniversary panel which was like i was in the second row so my mind was like Woo, i'm so close to hayden um <laughs> uh so yeah there's a lot of positives um i do think like ultimately it is like too much money um and i'm gonna be honest i would probably pay for it again um but it should not be $900. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. but but I feel like if there's a year for you to get it, this was the year. Yeah. Like. <laughs> this is my year. This was, yeah, this was PK Adriana year. And it was, like, it was really nice because, you know, we got into the, um, the Mando Plus panel on Saturday, the big one on Saturday morning. And because you got VIP, you were able to get in first and, and get us some good seats there. So that was was really, really cool. I, I, I do want to touch on, you mentioned the fan stage, because that was one I wasn't super sure about. Not because I, I thought they were going to be bad or anything like that, but um, because I just, I mean, it, it's fan produced, you know, and you, you never know if that quality is going to be what fits your fancy. Um, like there's a ton of great Star Wars podcasts out there and there's a ton of really good ones that I don't listen to or can't listen to because I just don't particularly connect with, with the content creators or whatever, which is totally fine. That's what Star Wars is about, right? There's people that say the same thing about us, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did want to go and support uh, the the Ray panel, which had you know uh, our friend Lacey from Resistance Broadcast, uh, Molly Damon from Star Wars Explained, Force Toast, Geeky Waffle. There's another podcast that I'm I'm completely blanking on, and I apologize. I'm the worst um, with names, but it was it was actually one of the cooler panels that I was able to go to because I feel like where uh, you know with 
a High Republic panel or, or an Attack of the Clones uh, or a music panel or those ones that are produced by Lucasfilm, that you're getting a whole variety of people who like it to different extents in the room. You're going to have people who, eh, you know, I, I don't really care about Attack of the Clones, but music is cool and I, and I like David Collins, so I'm going to go there or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. When you're in a fan stage panel, everybody there cares deeply about what you're talking about. And that was really cool for me to see with Ray, because that was the particular topic there. And it was cool to hear other people's experiences with Ray. And all five panelists, six panelists, had very different points of view as far as what connected, uh, what moments brought them to Ray. Um, but they all kind of had the same undertones of why they cared about Ray. And then, and this was just, was one of the coolest things to me um, when people were coming up and asking questions, uh, a couple people won uh, Funko Pops of Ray. And uh, most of the people who, who got one said, I'm fine. I don't need it. I have a, a Ray Funko. I'd like to donate it to a, a young Ray cosplayer in here. And so, couple uh kids who you know couldn't have really gone up and asked questions were able to go home with a ray funko pop and it's those kind of moments that you know you know are going to stick with a kid and that they're going to remember every time they look at that the kindness of another person and um i felt like i mean it, if we're talking about kindness of characters ray's about as as kind <laughs> as they come so it was apropos to be for that panel so mark did you make it to any fan stage panels I didn't make it to any fan stage panels, but I was able to attend um, the podcast stage when Pink Milk was on. That was my next question about how that was. Yeah, it was great. Um, there was a good turnout, um, and, and I was going to sort of jump off of what you just said about uh, the fan panels being run and organized by fans, and everyone in the room is very committed to whatever that topic is. Um, that's really true of a lot of the smaller panels, um, and it's especially true of the podcast stage because in general, most of the people who show up at those are going to be people that already follow those podcasts or they follow those people on Twitter. So these are people that interact with them. And so they are listeners. They are sometimes patrons. And so you just get a sense of community in those small rooms that you sometimes gets lost perhaps in the larger panels. Um, course the larger panels have the spectacle you know that's the 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 bigger is better aspect of the, those but um yeah that's that's one of the things that i really like about celebration is um you know the panel situation is a very mixed bag for me um i, I can't ever seem to get into a lot of the larger panels that i would w like to attend uh but there's always a smaller panel and and this particular celebration, I wasn't able to attend those smaller ones as much as I wanted because I was just on the exhibit floor so often um, and running to meet this person, running to meet that person. And, it, you know, that, that scheduling thing was very difficult. But that's, that's something that I hope to concentrate a little bit more on the next opportunity to go to celebration is to maybe try to seek out those smaller panels and figure out where those are, ha you know, happening and you know, maybe plan my time around those because because I really like you said there's a, just a better sense of community I think in those smaller panels. Um, and that, yeah. Oh, okay. I was just gonna say like 
Um, I think, too, like you, you said that you didn't get those bigger panels. Um, I think the only one that you ended up going to was the Mando Plus. Um, but yeah. but that's the that's the thing about Celebration that I just wanted to let people know because I'm in a few like Facebook groups um, where they were talking about Celebration and like I just kept seeing people being like upset that they miss this panel or that panel and I definitely understand that I've be- I've been on that end but that's why you know you want to take the time to go to these panels um, because you never know what you're gonna get right and you may actually that like I said the fan stage panel where um, the one that I'm specifically referring to is uh, Latinx representation uh, in Star Wars like it was a very emotional panel and like I I teared up a couple of times and it felt like this connect I had never heard of these people that were doing the panel except for one person um but like their experiences like they spoke to me and like I was like I've never met these people before in my life but their experience is my experience and I felt like this camaraderie this kinship like oh my god these are like these are the people out here there are people out here that feel like I feel and um it was just, um, it was very, like, satisfying and just very um, beautiful, you know, to to go to this smaller panel. And, like, when I originally lined up for it, I think there was maybe four people waiting to get in. So I was like, oh, this is, is this it? Is not, are, are pe- more people coming? I hope more people come. And then I, t- I look back and I just see the room, f- like, full and not like obviously like every seat was taken but definitely there was a good crowd and to see other people and um to to know that they were getting the same message that I was Mm. was really affirming and really beautiful and um yeah just so shout out to uh the Latinx um representation in Star Wars panel people um, because they really did put on such an excellent panel, and I hope one day um, it's worthy enough of the... Well, I feel like it is worthy of it now, but, like, we get to put it onto a bigger panel and have more people experience something, like, of that nature. Yeah, and that yeah. that was something... There's two two things that stood out there to me. One, like, the fan stage does, you know, it's not to capacity, but it fills up i mean my when i went to the ray one which is the only one i was i attended at the fan stage i was three quarters of the way full i would say uh there was a very solid crowd um and it sounds like it was the same for you adriana and i know that you know obviously that was important um for for you to attend and, and like you said really affirming to see that there are other people who have the same experiences as you and I mean, mine's a little bit different, but mine's with the Ahsoka meetup. It was just being there and seeing all of the Ahsoka fans there at the same time and just being like, these are my people, (laughs) you know, and you don't even really have to have a conversation with them. You just look around and you're just amazed with that. So there really is a sense of community there that I know a lot of people had talked about. Mark, I know you had talked about it uh, before. And it's one of those things where I honestly, like, 
you feel the sense of community and and, and you get your, your tight-knit groups of, of friends and stuff on social media and everything like that. And then you go to celebration and it's a whole nother situation where like one of one of my favorite moments mark you were there you introduced me to your other friend mark we're standing around talking he mentions that ashley uh x9 is live on the kid stage (laughs) i turn around and start walking not expecting anybody to come with me being like, I don't this... think you walked. I think you ran. I'm okay, pretty that, sure you ran. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But I didn't expect anybody to, to to follow me at all. And I turn around, and all of y'all are behind me. And it's just like, and I you you said when Ashley gets mentioned, nobody else matters. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was like, and and like I looked back, and you guys were still standing there, which just like. It was crazy to me, like, in in such a good way and and such an affirming way that, like, you're instantly connected with those people. Like, obviously, you and I are connected, you know, uh, know, through years, but... You know, Mark, the other Mark had no reason to follow after me, but he got excited about seeing a Star Wars fan excited about something and wanted to experience that with them. And that is something we get it online, you know, talking and we get it in our text chats, but it's a whole nother level when you just meet somebody and they're following you to the kid stage to see something that you care about that I don't know if you know if, if, if he cares about Ahsoka that much, let alone Ashley Eckstein that much, right? And that's just, that is a moment that really stands out to me that's really cool. And uh, I, had a, I had a similar moment. Um, Mark and I uh, split. Yeah, I was a witness the, to that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are the linchpin of celebration. I know. I know. Um, no, uh, Mark and I split, and Ashley and um, Matt photo op. Yep. And uh, as we were waiting, I just start freaking out, and. Mark has like no clue what's going on. <laughs> not, He's just like, what do you do? What do you what's what the heck? And I'm just like, can I take your picture? And it turns out like the person that I was like freaking out about was um Ryan oh, yeah. Key, Ryan Key, who is the lead singer of my favorite band, Yellow Card. Um so it's just funny because like obviously he's a he's a fan he has his own podcast think the maker pod um and so but it was just like a like i'm here at star wars celebration for my star wars stuff and then just bam there's like my favorite musician um also there because he's a fan and like where else does that really happen you know what i mean so i just thought that was like um i got a picture with him i was really excited and uh my brother refused to talk to me for a week because he was so mad (laughs) um because he was jealous but like it's like those like little moments Mm -hmm. that are just like you can't you can't plan those you know right um and you just you they happen and you just like oh my god and yeah I think uh, well you you have those moments that you know are going to be huge right like I got to meet Ashley X9 I knew that was going to be uh you know I'm reading Brotherhood right now and just read a line from Yoda of these moments echo through time and I I know for me that was going to be a moment that echoed through time. And thankfully, it's one that's going to echo through time in a very positive way because I got to thank her for the impact that she's had on me. And we had a real nice moment. 
and that's all I that's all I wanted. That's all I needed out of out of that. Right. You you have those moments. The Mando panel, you know that, you know, having all of that happen in front of you is going to be great. Whether they show you trailers or you just hear them talking, you know, that's going to be a great experience. And that was top notch experience uh, for for all of us. Right. But it is those like those are really cool. But the moments I find myself thinking back to the most are those little moments. It's, Surprises. Yes. And it's yeah. it like uh, our friend Katie, Mark, you, you had met her and then we started talking, found out we live 45 minutes away from each other and you, you left and we just. And what did I say to you before I left? You said, we, so we had, okay, this is, this is funny. So backstory, we had gone to the High Republic uh, panel. Uh, Adriana had to leave early to pick up her dad. And uh, the people that were there got tickets to go get a High Republic poster. So we go downstairs to get the High Republic poster. And that's where Mark introduces me to Katie. And uh, we are talking and everything and find out, you know, that we live 45 minutes away from each other. So then Mark decides he's going to go back and, and go back to the room and says, you know, it's always the people that stay that get get these great things. And Katie and I just I mean, there was no conversation of should we continue to hang out now that Mark is not here and he's the one that like connected the two of us it was just we just kept talking and walking and whatever and doing stuff together and hanging out and everything like that and uh and then we come to the starwars.com stage and it says ewan mcgregor and hayden christensen live on stage now and we both just look at each other and go the people that stay and there was no pause there was no planning there was no anything the two of us just walked right or not not walked we sprinted <laughs> over to that stage and both of us are just like there were times like we're we're you know taking video taking pictures whatever and we're just look like looking over at each other like is this really happening and you have those moments a lot of time like i've had moments similar to that with like i think about you know growing up in a college football town being a big college football fan like when you're tailgating with other you know fans of your team you'll have moments like that where you're like man that guy's really cool but Katie and I still talk like we're still friends past that moment where in most situations, when you have that moment, you don't have that connection that lasts, you know, a long way. But I like literally just handed her phone and I was like, put your number in here so we can still talk and hang out and whatever. And it was just it's it's. Well, yes. I mean, I got a lot of street cred from my family because I got to see Ewan McGregor in person and they don't like Star Wars, but they like Moulin Rouge. And so I'm like the cool kid for for a minute. Uh, Like that was super, super cool to me. But that part is still kind of surreal. The part that really hits the bone for me is those friendships that I made. And and that that is really, really cool. And uh, just... That is the part that I was most worried about because that's the part I was most looking for too. Uh, is is that community because, and I think I've told you guys this, but I don't know if I've said it on air. When I started Clashing Sabers, I wanted to be one of the big wigs. I wanted to be one of those podcasts that you know pops up in the top three when you put in Star Wars. And I think we've created something really special here that I, I hope you guys who are listening enjoy. And, and 
But what I learned really quickly once I started bringing people in and building a community and everything like that is I cared more or I care more. And I know this is is true for you guys, too, about the relationships that we have with our listeners, with each other, with our community and stuff like that. And if that means we get 100 people listening or 10,000 people listening, it doesn't really matter. And that sounds really like humble brag kind of and it's not intended to at all but it is genuinely those relationships that you have with people that make all the difference because like our friend Michelle her and I have been friends for years now never met in person we spent like almost eight hours together instantly you know uh Mark you and I spent I mean we were basically con buddies we spent most of the time going around with each other because Adriana's spoiled and she had VIP. Um, and, and Drew, you know, obviously had his family with him. And so they had had different things that they were doing. And there is no, whether it's, it's somebody that you've known for years or somebody that you just meet that instant, there is no getting to know you period or awkwardness period. Right. It's just your, like for us, it's your family for for others it's like you're instantly my friend and i'm going to make sure that i stay in touch with you from here on out i was going to springboard off of that because that that aspect of celebration the social aspect of it was the absolute winner this time for me with this one um i you know i'm i don't want to embarrass you guys but i'm going to gush about you for a little oh bit. god i hate this but um, okay <laughs> So, like like you've said, Brandon, we have been doing a podcast together for several years now, but we've never actually met in person. And one of the things that I it was that struck me upon meeting all of you in person and hanging out with you was how effortless and comfortable it felt. Like you said, there was none of that. We've just met, so we kind of don't, you know, we're trying to get to know each other. There just was this relaxed feeling that made it so rewarding. Like it was just one of those things where, like, I had always hoped that we would get to go to a celebration together, and this was the culmination of all those hopes. And I mean, I even like at one point I texted Adriana. I said, "I hope you're okay with this, but like, you're my little sister now. Like, I really do think of you as my little my little sis, because you know this is a, the Star Wars community is." You know, there's a lot of problems in the community, and we know this, and there's a lot of problems within fandom. But the thing that gets us through it, and the, and the thing that makes it worthwhile, are these connections that we make on a one-to-one basis, or, you know, just in smaller groups. And this celebration was the one where I was making friends, I was meeting people that I had interacted with in various, you know, format, you know, media uh, social media, um, other people that I remember from past celebrations and I was getting, you know, reunited with them and then meeting up with all of y'all and hanging out with y'all as, as, you know, this core group of podcasters that know each other so well, this was the most, one of the most rewarding celebrations that I've had yet. Um, in spite of all the technical problems that, (laughs) that happened throughout the whole thing, which was just its own separate thing. But, those things are easy to forget. Like those things are easy to just like after they're gone and they're over with, you forget about the frustration. The stuff that stays with you are these personal relationships that you're building. These, the foundations of friendship that you're strengthening. And 
that's just that's something you cannot put a price on it i'm getting it like emotional thinking about getting to meet you guys um because i i was i'm not gonna lie i was like very worried because i don't know i feel like i'm a weirdo <laughs> and like no. you know i like i have we all are weirdos no i know but like but like you know, I have trouble making friends, but like it did, it felt like there was no awkwardness. It was just like, it's Mark. It's true. Like it was just like, um, being with you guys was just very emotional for me. And I'm going to cry because I love you guys. And it oh, was, I love you too. It was no. so amazing to meet you guys and to just ha- share those moments with you. Like, okay. I'm getting goosebumps. I, I got, I got, <laughs> no, like, I got to obviously go to these big panels, but my favorite one was, was the Mando panel because I got to see it with you guys. Yeah. And we got to experience totally. that together. And the only thing that just, like, makes, like, crushes me is that, like, Lindsay and Zach weren't there. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, there for that. And so I, I just, I think, I, like it's my first celebration, um, so I can't I have like nothing to compare it to other than other cons that I've been to. But it was definitely one of the best experiences of my life, and like I just I will treasure those memories because I got to share them with you guys, and I got to meet people, and I got to share it with these people, and I have like you know I get to look forward to like the next celebration or the next time, you know. Um, that well, and I, <laughs> I, I think, you know, when, when I think about the Mando panel, like, right, like it was amazing. Uh, we got to see, you know, uh, a season three trailer. We got to see an Ahsoka teaser, Rosario Dawson there in person, Chopper, Baby Yoda. I, like I'm, I'm a guy like I'm drinking out of a Baby Yoda cup right now. I have a Baby Yoda bracelet. I wear a Baby Yoda hat every day. Right. I forget to tell people. That I got to see the real Grogu Baby Yoda in person because the legit my legit Grogu, like the, the, he's the, the real deal, the real deal, legit one. I forget to tell people that because I'm talking about my experience with you guys at the panel. Like I want to tell people about my experience with you guys more than I want to brag about like all of these you know cool things that I got to see, and I think that that says a lot. I don't think celebration is a, a, a heal all wounds uh, kind of situation, but I do feel like it's a really important thing for the community because one thing I noticed is we get this Obi-Wan show at slash after celebration, right? And then you get the same old, same old coming after an actor in Star Wars with, with the Moses Ingram situation, right? That stuff got shut down hard and quick by fandom. Like, it. W- I know it was out there, and I know she was getting bad messages and stuff like that, but I feel like fandom really rallied there, and I feel like it really rallied because there is the goodwill of celebration. Like, I literally told Haley, I was like, they chose the wrong time to come for somebody in the Star Wars community. Like, they just chose the wrong time. If you had done this six months later, there might not be this kickback. But I feel like the, I mean, one, the Star Wars Twitter feed, uh, you know, stood up for her, which is awesome. Ewan stood up for her, which was awesome. And the community, like, immediately shut that trash down to where 
now I don't really even hear anything about it uh, anymore. You know, um, there's and and not liking a character is fine, as we've talked about, but attacking a human being is never acceptable. And I feel like we feel bonded as a community right now because of that. And I would really love for us to figure out as a community how we could keep that going all the time. But I think it does speak to the power of that personal connection that you're able to make. Yeah, one of the things that I have struggled with in the years since the last celebration was only experiencing, like, there were two fan experiences I was having, and that was the the more insular experience of talking about Star Wars with the core group of all of you, and then going to the larger wellspring of every voice imaginable on social media and not having that in-person celebration experience somewhere in those three years, really my, my enthusiasm for fandom took a hit and I was really becoming very jaded and cynical about being in fandom at all. Um, and, and it really, there were a lot of really, a lot of different factors that that contributed to that. Of course, the pandemic was a big part of it, and, and the isolation during the pandemic, and all those things. But um, boy, I tell you, like just like you said, it, it crystallizes when you're in person at an event like Celebration that the all of the negativity and the and the kind of like the really ugly side of fandom with certain fans, like like the way they went after Moses. That sort of thing, you just don't have it there. Mm-mm. It just doesn't exist. And and it, maybe it's its own kind of bubble, sure. But um, we really need those events because those those events remind us that the personal face-to-face interactions that we have as human beings are what sets the tone for the rest of fandom. Like, mm-hmm. like if, if you are able to have that experience and see that kind of positivity or even just an exchange of ideas, like, like it doesn't all have to be positive. I mean, at Celebration, if somebody saw something on a show that they didn't like or they said, well, I didn't care for that or whatever, it just washes over you. Like it doesn't matter because there's just something awesome just right around the corner. Yeah. And, and when we have that, that experience, it's just – it's just that reminder that what we see on line is just this small fraction of toxicity. It's very loud and it's very pervasive, it's, it seems at times. Um, but it's by no means the majority. Well, and, and to, to add to that, the one moment that that's really stands out to me uh, happened on Thursday when we were at the Attack of the Chords David W. Collins panel and that fire alarm went off and nobody knew what, what had happened, but they asked us to exit, you know, nicely and calmly and everybody exited nicely and calmly. And I am somebody who has been through a lot of fire drills and I have been in uh, big stadiums when they've had to be evacuated or even just at the end of an event like the end of a football game people are pushing and shoving and all of this stuff when it's just to get to the car to beat traffic right here we have no idea what's going on it's in the middle of a panel 
it's the entire arena or convention center that is being evacuated at the same time. And I saw no one push, no one shove. I didn't see anybody running, trying to get past other people. People were going out different ways to make sure that everybody could get to an exit clearly enough. And I just, like, I stopped and looked, and I was just like, and, and when we got outside, nobody was freaking out. Nobody was trying to, you know, get in the way of the police to figure out what was going on. Everybody was just, all right, you know, we're, we're with our people. We're just going to do what needs to be done. We're going to stay out of the way and let let the, the professionals do their job. And it was just a, a moment where I was like, you know, this doesn't happen in a lot of large groups, if any large groups. But I think it happens in a place like Celebration because we all have, in some way, a similar life experience. I think if you're going to a Celebration, Star Wars has shaped your life like it has for all of us. And, and that may be in a large capacity, like for myself, where I literally base all of my life lessons basically off of things that I've learned in Star Wars or maybe just it you know helped you through a dark time or it inspires you or whatever but when you step in there you you care about the people that are around you and so that was a really cool moment for me obviously thankfully we were safe and it could have gone a very different way and all of that stuff and it seems like it was just a tripped alarm or something like that but it wasn't what happened. It was how everybody reacted that really cemented for me. You know, you, we hear this line of it's a small, toxic part of the fandom. But right there, when, when it was easiest for toxicity to come out, when it was easiest. And we went on Twitter to look and figure out what was going on. And there was I didn't see anything bad on like people saying bad things on Twitter. Like everybody handled it in a very mature adult way, which it's sad that we have to say that about a group of, of grown adults who have paid a lot of money to go to an event. But again, I, I've been to a lot of large events. I've had to leave situations. I've had like a variety of experiences in these large crowds and nothing even comes close to that experience. And, and in a weird way, that was a very positive experience for me of seeing, yeah, that's true. It really is just this really loud, large group of, of, pardon my language, but assholes. Like, and that's not how the fandom really is. And what we have been fighting for, what we have been fighting to show, uh, not just on our show, but in, in you know our sphere, is actually true. I, I, I want to speak to that, something you just said. Um, so even though, you know, we've both, we've talked about how, you know, that's a, it's a small fraction of fandom, um, but those, those people are not representative of who's at Celebration. Some of those a-holes are there, and I have seen them, and I've recognized them, and I know who they are, because some of them are very notorious people in, in fandom circles for, you know, creating the kind of uh, toxicity that we're talking about. But you know what's funny about seeing them? I've never seen a single one of those guys ever look unhappy at Celebration. <laughs> They're having the time of their life. And it just makes me realize that, like, 
you know, I'm not going to say that everybody who has issues with Star Wars is, you know, doing it for clicks or for, you know, monetizing a YouTube channel. But um, there are certainly those who are doing it that way. And there's no better litmus test for who's doing that than seeing them at celebration just like with a big stupid kid smile on their face because they're having such a great time. They just saw Chewbacca walk by and oh my god, they turn into a seven-year-old boy. I'm like, yeah, so you really actually do have a soul and a heart. <laughs> you, yeah. really do. you actually yeah. do love Star Wars. <laughs> Celebration is what you make it. And like you said, those people who complain and whatever, um, they had a good time. Um, and I'm sure it's the case, right, where somebody like was bad mouthing or like they talk bad about the prequels, but I'm I guarantee you when they were in that celebration stage room when Hayden Christensen went as announced, they were like, Woo woo, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like don't they they can't lie. Like if they had seen if they had the opportunity to like sit next to Hayden Christensen or like be in a like in a panel or talk to him or whatever, they would lose their goddamn minds. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I, I think another moment that really stood out to me, speaking of, you know, Hayden and everything, is is when Hayden and Ewan were on the StarWars.com stage. I ended up next to uh, a, a young girl who was a Ray cosplayer and had a, a white lightsaber and everything like that. And I actually had to remind myself to make sure I was, like, looking at the stage because just seeing the level of excitement that she had was so entertaining. Like, yeah. and and she was there with her dad who was right next to her and stuff, and, and him and I were like, well, scoot over this way, and I, like, told her to come stand where I was standing so she could see through the guy's arms because she was having trouble seeing. But it didn't matter to her that she couldn't see. She was there. She was, and, and this is... For dudes that are, you know, 40 years old now that, like, she didn't grow up with, like, you know, Adriana and I, you know, those were our Star Wars growing up. This is clearly a new fan, but she's having the time of her life. And I think that speaks to Adriana to what you're saying is celebration is what you make it because... I was telling Mark that, you know, this was was easily the best weekend of my life. And um, I got married on a Tuesday, so I can say that. Uh, <laughs> easily the best weekend of my life. And, um, but, uh, and I, I think the thing that, like, as I'm reflecting back and I'm looking at memories and things like that, it would have been whether I had gotten into all of these panels or not. Because the experience was just so overwhelmingly positive, and there was so much cool stuff, and it just, even though I had never been there, it felt like home. And so I just wanted to kind of wrap up on that, because I feel like that's what we keep coming back to there, is it really is a place where you get to meet a lot of really great people, and obviously there are people who cannot afford to go, and that's, you know obviously a a situation with it being in london that's one where it you know eliminates me from going because that's too much you know to spend uh for me right now on that but when it comes back in the states you bet i will have a you know bank account saved up to make sure that i can get there Uh, like it's less than a year away 
I'm like, I have no time to, like, say <laughs> Yeah. And it's, like, in the middle of the school year, so I'm probably, unfortunately, probably not going to make it to that one either. Um, but... But at the same time, it's equally exciting because you know that those fans have waited even longer than we have for a celebration. And so I'm not even mad about it. I'm like, that's so cool that they're going to get that. Now, if they don't post more of the panels online, (laughs) I may be saying things a little bit differently on April 7th uh, through 10th. But um, I will will put that out here now so somebody doesn't go back through the archives and be like, well, actually, you said you were happy for them. Yes. But I can also be happy for them and mad for me at the same time. So Yes. Those are not mutually exclusive. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That that's one of the things that that made me like more okay with the fact that it was going to be in London because in a way I kind of appreciate that there will be at least a one year break before I go back because um, first of all my bank account will appreciate it yes and yeah secondly like also it, I've never traveled to Europe before and I don't know that the first time that I go to Europe it, it's just to go to like a three or four day Star Wars event and then not get to see the rest of Europe yeah yeah so, so that kind of was like not ideal but being able to stay at home and then watch the stream and know that the people in Europe who've been waiting patiently for so many years for it to come back are finally getting to experience it it's kind of like that feeling that I have when I'm going to celebration with you, Brandon, or Adriana doing this for the first time and seeing it through your eyes, I get to experience the the happiness that comes through from another source, even though I'm not the one that's experiencing it firsthand. Yeah. Well, and I want to touch on one thing you brought up, you know, about jokingly about your bank account. One thing that I was really happy with was you can go to celebration and obviously the tickets cost money, the plane tickets cost money, hotel, all of that stuff like that is expensive. But the event itself, you can do a lot of stuff without spending any money. Like, yes, I, I, brought water so i never had to pay for a drink i i ended up buying food there because they had a soft pretzel stand and i'm a weak man when it comes to soft pretzels um so that like I, i was okay with spending the money on that but like souvenirs wise i i paid 30 dollars when we went to downtown disney to build a lightsaber there um which technically isn't the event but you know that and then i paid uh a dollar for a pencil case and five dollars for a pack of uh women of star wars playing cards so like at the event souvenir wise i spent six dollars also uh the ahsoka (laughs) well yes 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 that that is obviously more expensive but i don't consider that 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 was more paying to me that's more paying for the the event than uh you know when you're actually there in the building, you're not shelling out a whole bunch of no, money yeah. unless you, you get to choose how much money you want to spend. And that's something I was worried about. I was like, am I going to be able to go? And I know I don't I don't have room in my apartment to store a lot of stuff. I don't want a lot of extra stuff, but I don't want to lose the experience because I don't want to spend a whole ton of money on a, on this stuff. And you you don't you don't have to. So that was really yeah. cool. In all fairness, there are people who are very much into buying merch and especially exclusives and that sort of thing. And so for people that are really where that buying exclusive merch at the event is one of their priorities, that it can be very difficult. Yeah. It can yeah. be very expensive. 
Now I'm I'm like you, Brandon. I'm I, I'm not really a merch person, so I, I was able to sort of like look at things and go, boy, that'd be cool to have, but mm, I think I can pass on it. Um, that was just easier for me because that's just how I am. I mean, the only thing that I really like look at and like really came close to buying was uh, one of the artwork pieces. Like, because you know I, I like collecting artwork, but the problem there is that I'm running out of wall space to display it on. So that yeah. kind of helped make that decision. <laughs> well, I just, okay, I just want to say that. The most exciting, the like the most exciting thing that I purchased at Celebration was not like anything like super expensive. It was, um, and I know I've already posted this on my Instagram. It was the Attack of the Clones towel with Anakin yes. on it that yeah. says "I don't like sand." Like I spent twenty five dollars on that, and like that is like the best purchase um oh, and it oh, makes me I so excited you, i have to yeah. ask you about that so it is i heard and can you verify this that it is anti-sand and that it has like the way it's made if you get sandy it, the sand won't stay in it it, it actually just yeah right so off that so is I, awesome I, yeah i actually i've already used it i went to the beach i took my dogs to the dog beach um if you have dogs like just PSA, you should take them to the dog beach. It's super fun. Yes. Um, but anyways, yeah, I took it and like at one point, one of my dogs just like trampled all over it, and so all I did was like pick it up in the air and shake it off, and the the sand came off. So yeah, that is it, so cool. It is it is absolutely hands down my favorite thing, and I only paid twenty five dollars for it. So um, yeah, Worth I mean, every penny. I, yes, exactly. So like like Brandon said, like there there's. Who would have known that I would be so excited for a towel? (laughs) There it is. That's what I bought. And I'm excited and I'm happy with my purchase. And, um, hey, look, I started taking that pencil case to work the next day (laughs) and I pulled it out of my bag and I had, I sat it down and I only used my pens out of there. So, yeah, no, that, that was, that's something I know that was a hindrance for me was, or not even a hindrance, but a concern for me was, can I go and have a good time without having to spend a lot of money to do different things? Because when you go to, you know, concerts or you go to, uh, you know, certain other large events or whatever, you end up like a dollar here, five dollars there. And next thing you know, you've spent two hundred dollars on stuff you don't even remember buying. And that's not the situation here. If you are somebody who, like Mark said, is a collector and goes for the exclusives, I feel like you you know to plan ahead for those kind of things. Um, but if that was something that was holding you back, do it. So uh, that will close us up for today, guys. Uh, when we come back uh, on our next episode, we will be talking uh, about something Obi-Wan related. Uh, we are in the works of developing that right now. And then our episode after that will be an entire season recap. But we will have uh, some Don't Burn the Sacred Text coming out soon. Um, I know Mark and Adriana are working on stuff. And then uh, we also will have Sith Talk uh, that is covering uh, the episodes of Obi-Wan. So, Adriana, if people want to find you and uh, find your Instagram to see pictures of your blanket, uh, where can they do that? Or blanket. Your towel. (laughs) I I know things. I would use it as a blanket because, I mean... Let's be real. It would be awesome. Uh, where can they do that and tell them what you are working on? 
Um, I you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Celestial Intent. Um, and uh, I'm working on stuff. Dun dun dun. That's it. Okay. Um, All right. A little teaser there. You got to subscribe to make sure that you get um, uh, those episodes. Yeah, I was gonna gonna have a plan. I have some stuff. Okay. okay. I, yeah. I, I am excited. <laughs> Mark, uh, same for you. Where can people find you, and uh, what are you working on now? I am, you can find me on Twitter at DJM Marquee, and I'm also over on Instagram at MMarquee1205. Uh, I'm also on TikTok. Uh, you search for Mark's Forever Beard. Um, I'm also on TikTok, and I'm just now, I've been promoted by Clashing Sabres to run the <laughs> Clashing Sabres TikTok account. So if you want to follow the Clashing Sabres TikTok account, that is me as well. Um, but in the works, I'm actually, I've talked to my brother and I'm going to do a, I have an episode of Forever Star Wars that's another co-host episode. And we're going to talk about uh, the season of Obi-Wan once it is concluded exciting exciting stuff and and we've obviously got you know uh, like mark mentioned our tiktok uh twitter at clashing sabers our facebook group which is uh star wars clashing sabers um and all of those links will be in the bio again if you want to help us support uvalde uh you can do that either uh through contacting me directly or joining our patreon all of those funds um are go directly into buying books so uh you can do that there and if you are like, hey, I've already donated. Stop asking me for more money. Totally cool. We appreciate it. And I just want you to know that we are buying books and getting those into the hands of some kids that really, really need them. Uh, and, and we've talked about a lot of important special stuff here tonight about community and family and love and all of that stuff. But really, Star Wars boils down to one lesson. And it is f- the most important lesson, which is the most important Thing in life is batch eight. Hi oh. Hi oh. Oh my gosh, me- I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, Adriana, you were like I, I was like I was like, is she gonna get it the mute button quick here. enough? I did have the mute uh, button. But I'm you know sorry. what? We missed out on our opportunity to do that in person. Why did we not do that at the Mandalorian panel? I don't know. That's how Drew picked me up from the airport, so <laughs> The podcast you just listened to and all other Clashing Sabers productions are the intellectual property of ClashingSabers.net. All sounds and materials used from other creators is their stuff, and we just use informational and educational purposes. Bottom line, we made it, it's ours, they made it, it's theirs. Seems simple, but if you're still confused, feel free to email us at ClashingSabersNetwork at gmail.com. We have no association with Lucasfilm, Disney, or any of the other fine companies that make all this stuff we talk about. But, Kathleen Kennedy, if you need anything, let me know. I work for cheap. Now let's blow this thing and get out of here.